Welcome back to another episode of Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea, and I'm so thrilled that you decided to join me today. If you've been tuning in recently, you know that we've been going through a series on fear. And to wrap up this last episode on fear, we are tackling living with less fear of surrender. This has been a huge burden in my day-to-day life and just in my regular journey with the Lord, I continue to just find myself in knots because I cannot let go of the things that I feel like I can protect better than God. So our verse for this week is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. First thing that I really want to clarify is that this verse does not exempt us from trials. This verse is reminding us that God's intentions and his plans for us never have evil included in them. And while we're faced with hard things, God always has a hope and a future for us. And he wants to give us that confidence that even during a hard season, he's there to help see us through. So this is where surrender comes in. It's a choice. It's free will. I either will or I won't. There's no such thing as partial surrender. And I am the queen of trying to bargain and leverage with God. I'm sure some of you guys are like that. I don't know why I feel like I can be that way or that it's going to make a difference in things. But I find myself thinking, okay, Lord, I'll give you my marriage. I'll surrender my marriage to you, but I won't surrender my child. I don't need to. I'll take care of my child and I'll let you continue to take care of my marriage. Obviously, this isn't logical and it's not biblical either. See, surrender can only happen if we trust God. And we have to trust him with the things that mean the absolute most to us and the things that are just the mundane parts of our day. Trust can only come from a deep and personal relationship. And trust has to be pursued and active. It can't be, trust isn't this thing that, We can do it for a little while and then put on the back burner and we pick it back up and we start doing it again. I feel like, at least for me, in seasons with the Lord, when I've, you know, put him on the back burner and then I go back to him, I'm constantly going back in the same spot. Like my, I feel like my faith just kind of um, plateaus when I get like that. And so... Dealing with trust and knowing that it has to be pursued, it has to be active, we can't expect, I can't expect to find myself in this posture of surrender if I'm not actively pursuing my relationship with God. And I can't expect to trust him if I'm not trying to actively know him better, if I'm not striving to, you know, learn what his voice sounds like. And to learn what, how he speaks to me. He speaks to all of us differently. And if I'm not actively pursuing that, I feel lost. I feel like I don't know who he is and I can't seem to figure out how to hear from him. But it's because I am not actively pursuing that relationship. And for me, and obviously for all of us, the best ways of getting to know him better is spending time in his word 
spending time in prayer, and spending time in community of other believers. Um, That means, you know, being in church and being in community with those people, but also we need to have flourishing friendships all throughout of all different ages of people that are Christians because we're all at a different place in our walk and people have different um, pieces of wisdom to share with us and we need to be seeking that out. Like if we want to know the Lord better, then we need to know his people better too. Because it's in these relationships with people that I have been able to find this area of surrender um, as a struggle for me. But for some people, not that it has never been a struggle, but in building community, I've found that it helps for me to lay things down at the foot of the cross when I can meet up with somebody and talk it through with them and hear how they've been through it. So I wanted to give you guys two examples with this whole why community is a huge part in helping with surrender. So the first example is trying to find somebody, and I'm not saying to find just some random person, like truly ask people in your church, like if they know somebody that has walked out this situation that you're struggling with. Um, For me, it was when I was um, pregnant with our son. I was so afraid of losing my baby, um, you know, whether he was in my belly or once he was born, like, what do I do, God? How am I supposed to surrender my child to you? And so I praise the Lord, became very good friends with somebody who unfortunately had to walk through that season and did lose a child. And I was able to sit down with her And just ask her those questions of, how did you continue pursuing God? Um, How did you continue to surrender things to him? And you even surrendered your child to him. And she was able to walk me through that story and just give me hope. And also understanding that God wants to take care of us. He wants to take care of our people. He wants to take care of all those things that we're afraid to surrender to him. And also a big part of her story was the community of people behind her praying for her and um, pursuing her and showing her God's heart in that time. The next example is finding someone that you can trust to just process your raw thoughts with, whether that be a Christian counselor, a pastor. um, I feel like it should be someone that you feel like has a little bit more wisdom than you do. Uh, For me, I am so thankful, but um, our pastor from our old church, I became very close with him and we still meet for coffee on a fairly regular basis. And I can just be honest with him and really just get out my raw thoughts. And it was um, last week I was meeting with Jim and I'm telling him all about this surrender And how it's so evident to me that this is such an issue in my life. And I felt like God really showed me. I have been saying for years, um, you know, I deal with anxiety. I'm an anxious person. I've basically just held anxiety as a banner over my life. And so I'm telling him all of this. And I shared with him that God really has been showing me that my lack of surrender 
is what's causing my anxiety. My anxiety has become a byproduct of not wanting to trust God with the very things that I know he can take care of better than me. But it's without these relationships that God has gifted me that I would be missing this fundamental piece of the puzzle of trying to you know, discern God's voice and just work things out of um, why things are hard for me and why this area of surrender is so hard for me. The next point I want to touch on is if surrender becomes an active thing in our life, if we can find ourselves at a place to realize that holding on to these things that we don't want to surrender to God, if we hold on to them, it doesn't make it better, it doesn't make it easier, and it doesn't make it different. But when we can get to the place of knowing that God can make my heart handle this season better, his word can make it easier for me to understand what I'm going through and that I become different when I trust him. I become a different person. I can become a stronger believer when I can surrender these things to him. Guys, it's always all about him. It is. And it's all about us becoming more like him. Surrender isn't this glamorous thing that looks pretty and that's tidy with a nice little bow on top. No, surrender is not like that. Typically, surrender is on your knees, desperate in prayer or in tears or whatever a hard time looks like for you. That's, that's a lot of times what surrender looks like for me. So while that's not glamorous, it is absolutely glorious. It's freeing and it allows me to see that God has got this. He can take care of this better than me. So I pray that you guys will just join me this week in asking God to show us one area that we need to surrender, big or small. And when we find this area and we figure out what exactly he's asking us to lay at his feet, we need to do it in that posture of surrender and in trust. And we need to trust the end of Jeremiah 29, 11 that says he has a hope and a future. And we need to claim because you know we're going to turn around and want to pick it back up because that's what I do. I lay it at the foot of the cross and I leave it there for maybe a few hours. If I'm lucky, maybe a day, but I turn right around and I want to pick it back up and I want to take it back. But we need to remember and we need to claim that truth that God has a hope and a future for what I am surrendering The last point that I want to make with you guys today is um, this came from a conversation I was having with a girlfriend that's just going through a really rough time. And so if you are in a hard place, if you're having a hard time surrendering something because it's painful, it's literally something that you're walking out right now. I want you to remember, and I need to remember this too, that it was never supposed to be this way. And that the enemy is going to come and he is going to try and fill our minds with lies and he's going to try and fill our minds with doubts of God's goodness. But we just need to speak out loud. 
that God gives me a hope and a future despite my circumstance, despite this pain that I'm going through right now. God is the source of my strength in this battle and remembering that me holding on to these things isn't going to change it. And one day when we get to see this whole thing, the whole view from heaven, guys, we get to see all that God was doing on our behalf. We're going to be so astonished. We will not even be able to believe all that God was doing for us. Like all these things that we're having a hard time surrendering to him. Like I can just see it now when I finally can get to the place and say, okay, Lord, I trust you with Camden. I trust you with him. I know the plans you have for him are good. And I know that you can take better care of him than me. I know that he is so excited and rejoicing and I know that one day when I get to be up there with the Lord and I get to see all of this, we'll get to see these little instances when we finally said, okay, God, I trust you with that. And then from that view, guys, we're going to be able to see all the good that came from that moment. Because I know for me, surrendering Cam is really painful. When we go to church on Sundays and I have to drop him off in the kids club room area, I sit down in my chair and I am just praying. I've prayed over the hallways before. I pray for the people that are watching them. I'm like, Lord, this feeling of surrender, this is so painful for me because God, if something happens to him, I don't know what I will do. But I find myself when I'm praying and I'm in that place of, okay, God, like he is completely entrusted to you. I know that God is constantly working on my behalf. I know God is constantly working on Camden's behalf. And I'm absolutely positive that God is working on your behalf, no matter what you're going through right now. And I know that he desperately wants us to trust him and surrender these things to him that are giving us just these areas of hardship and heartache in our life. He wants to take that from us. So guys, I just really pray again and challenge you to talk to someone at your church. Try and find someone that you can meet with that just can walk you through how they have continued to pursue God, how they continue to surrender things to God, even after walking through a hard season. And again, I pray this week that we just can give one thing to the Lord, one thing to him, surrender it and just claim that truth that he has a hope and a future for it. Guys, thank you so much again for tuning in. If you have found yourself loving today's episode, I pray that you can share it on social media, tagging at living with less podcast. And I would also love for you guys to share with me what your favorite part of the episode was. And I am so excited for you guys to tune in next week, which is episode 10. We are celebrating um, and having a special guest, my husband, Corey. And we are going to be just talking about what this whole living with less looks like for him and um, just what he thinks of all of it. I gave him questions a couple weeks ago to start working on. 
And um, I'm really excited to hear his responses because they were some pretty meaty questions. And we have some fun ones at the end that you guys asked as well on there. Um, And then we also will have a giveaway with episode 10. So there will be more details about that on the Living With Less podcast Instagram page. So head there, follow if you haven't. Um, We cannot wait for that next week. So um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.